comes to us with a heavy heart this morning, as you just got the news, Zach, that one of your favorite entertainers passed away. I loved Toby Keith. Yeah. I love Toby. You know, I still love him. I love Toby Keith. Yeah. What was he, 60? What did they say? 62 years old. He had uh, some cancer. I know he was battling cancer. Stomach stomach cancer. cancer. I think Mm. that's what they said, yeah. Yeah. Way too... Way too soon to go there. But, yeah, he had a lot of good stuff out there. and Should have been a cowboy. That was kind of my theme song when I was back a few years ago. But I've since wised up and decided to be a radio guy instead. Uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, 62. Huh. Uh, bummer deal. Uh, there'll be more about that, I'm sure, throughout the day and tributes to him around the industry as well. So one of them good ones. He had pretty good, a lot of good songs out there. Uh, a little chilly this morning. If you're heading out the door, you might want to grab a little heavier jacket. We're back. I'm showing 28 degrees here in Skunk Hollow this morning. So uh, uh, a little cooler, but another beautiful day yesterday. So I guess we'll take the cold nights. we get those warm days, and it looks like some warmer weather on the way. We'll take a look at that forecast coming up in just a little bit. We'll look at the markets, see what's going on there. We've got our Illinois Farm Bureau report. We ran out of time uh, last week there to get it in on Friday, and so we'll get that in for you today as well. See what's going on with the Illinois Farm Bureau. Rita Frazier brings us that report. So we've got a lot to do. We might as well get started. Let's head to the newsroom. What do you got, Zach? Good morning, everyone. We're reading 32 degrees here in Maryland Heights at 5.07. Weather and sports coming up next. But first, here's what's happening now. Two people are dead and another was injured after a shooting near a South County apartment complex. Police say... The three male victims were gunned down yesterday afternoon along the 5600 block of Chalet Hill Drive. Two of the victims, an adult male and another male in his late teens, died of their injuries. One of the victims died at the scene and another died at the hospital. There's no word on the condition of the surviving victim. Police haven't released any information on a motive or of any arrests. A man is facing life behind bars for a 2020 quadruple shooting at a Jennings apartment complex that claimed the lives of his girlfriend and her daughter. That sentence was handed down yesterday to Joseph Jones in the death of 40-year-old Bernetta Cooper and 6-year-old Dorian Bryan, along with the shooting of two other of Cooper's children who survived. Jones's trial was supposed to begin yesterday, but instead he pleaded guilty to all charges. Illinois Democratic U.S. Senator Dick Durbin has released a statement on the bipartisan agreement on border security. More from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. U.S. Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin released a statement regarding the bipartisan agreement on the National Security Supplemental and Border Security. Durbin said, quote, our broken immigration system cannot keep up with the unprecedented numbers of refugees coming to our border. We need an orderly process to restore the integrity of our border, which I believe includes a path to citizenship for dreamers and legal work status for those who are essential to our progress. This bipartisan agreement may help, but nothing short of comprehensive reform will truly solve the problem, end quote. Durbin noted that the bill is tied to aid for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and Gaza civilians. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. Nearly all of the shops owned by the Hoffman family are up for sale in Augusta. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports that the Florida-based Hoffman family of companies has little more than a dozen properties in and near Augusta, now listed for sale, including the town's only gas station and an art gallery. Late last year, the company listed a few businesses for sale, including a bicycle rental company and two restaurants. The properties for sale do not include the wineries the Hoffmans acquired around 2021. Alton Steel has a new leader. Yesterday, the company announced the appointment of Alton native Chris Irvin as the new CEO. 
Irvin will succeed Jim Rosofsky, who announced his retirement today after 10 years of leadership. The two leaders will work together during the transition until his retirement in September. After that, Rosofsky will remain a part of the team as a consultant. Time now is 510, taking a look at the KTRS forecast today. Sunny with a high of 55 degrees. Tonight, cloudy with an overnight low of 37. And tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 57. It's currently 32 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to the sports desk, Mizzou yesterday announced an anonymous donor has given $62 million to the athletic department. $50 million is a gift that is earmarked for improvements at Memorial Stadium, while the remaining $10 million goes towards NIL with the Tiger Fund. Illinois basketball has moved up to number 10 in the latest AP poll. The Illini are now 17-5 and on the season with an 8-3 and mark in the Big Ten. Illinois travels to Michigan State on Saturday. Monday was moving day for the Cardinals as trucks head down to Jupiter, Florida with their baseball equipment. Pitchers and catchers report to spring training a week from tomorrow with full squad workouts starting Monday, February 19th. And it's official. The Battlehawks begin play in the new UFL on Saturday, March 30th at the Michigan Panthers. Home opener is the following week against the Arlington Renegades at the Dome. That'll do it from the sports desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America. On this Tuesday morning, 6th of January. Once again, welcome aboard. Zach, I don't know who's getting more coverage for the big game, whether it's Kelsey, Mahomie, or Taylor. I think Taylor. I can tell you who's getting the most coverage. It's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is fact or not. I heard it on on the grapevine, and and it was on the internet. So I don't know if this is fact or not. But this is what I heard. Okay, you know NORAD tracks Santa Claus when he's coming for Christmas. You know where he's mm-hmm. at. You know, mm-hmm. word is they're going to track Taylor's jet. I mean, they got a couple of days off till Santa starts. You know, making his yeah, round. What else again, they so got to track? Yeah. What else they got to do? Yeah. Uh, and they're going to give updates on where she is uh, as far as coming to the big game. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know if it's fact or not. Uh, just little tidbits, things that I read on the internet. Uh, why I don't know. Uh, the other thing is, I believe the, why the story is that Reba McIntyre's doing the national anthem. Well, back when Garth apparently did it, uh, Garth just is about to go out out on the stage to sing the national anthem, and they had a falling out. Garth and the people at the or the you know the the producers 
of the Super Bowl had a fallen out. And they almost didn't have a national anthem. Now, how would that go over? You know, Well, they got it worked out, and Garth went out and sang the national anthem. But since then, whoever sings the national anthem is required to, to record it in advance. In the event that something like that would happen again, they would have it recorded and could play it. Mm-hmm. I want to know what a fight's over when all you got to do is sing the national anthem. What's well, big... he didn't have the right color M and M's in mm. the green room. Yeah, that's what McGraw I... does too. So yeah, well McGraw's yeah. got that same problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, I you know just little things. You know, maybe they wanted him to stand this way and he didn't want to stand that way, or wear the hat or don't wear the hat. You know, I mean, just little things can get. And those kind of deals can get a little... I have the same trouble sometimes when, when I go places. You know, we producers of things. And now that I'm a, an award-winning farm broadcaster, you know, I can I can up my my specs a little bit more on, on as far as oh, what yeah, I do. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I don't know that I would walk... If they ask me to sing the national anthem, I don't know if I'd walk out. Uh, if they ask me to sing the national anthem, you're all in trouble. So I anyway. would love to see that, actually. Uh, oh, that would, yeah, that would be big. <laughs> that would be bigger than life itself. Uh, so anyway, just a few little tidbits that you may not have known this morning as you're What year did Garth sing up. the national anthem? When was that? I don't know. You're the guy with a computer. I'm not. I keep telling you that thing ain't going to catch on. Look it up. I'm typing as Garth. fast as I can. National G-A. Anthem Super Bowl. Let's see here. What year was this? Oh, now it's all the. Remember the time Garth Brooks almost walked out of the net. Of the well, Super there it is. Bowl? See, I told you. <laughs> yeah, you're you are correct. It says 1993 with Marlee mm. Matlin. I don't know. Country music star Garth Brooks sang with Marlee Matlin at the National Anthem. Yep, that's what it says. Between the Dallas Cowboys and Buffalo Bills. And he tried to walk out or almost walked out on the reason on why the I don't deal. remember that is because I wasn't even born yet. So huh, 93. <laughs> Let's see. That would be 20. What is that? 20, 30. That's 30 years ago. Yeah, that is right? 30, 31 years ago. 31 years ago. Mm-hmm. You were almost born. I was almost born. Uh, you were almost born. 31 years ago. Let's see. 31. I was thinking about being a radio guy 31 years ago. And I would have been, let's see, 50 and 80 would be three. It'd be five. You took that off of there. I would have been 40-some years old. Yeah, carry the one. Yeah, yeah carry the one. That's always a kicker. <laughs> uh, but there you go. So now you know. Just little things that you learn here on the uh, on the big 550. But, yeah, tracking the jet, you know, that'll be big. That's I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Can you see it on television? All of a sudden, the announcers are dragging their feet, and they're going to commercial breaks, and they're dragging it, and it's now starting time, and they're dragging their feet, and they're doing commercials, and all of a sudden, they show a picture of Taylor running into the stadium, and then they start the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does she have the power to hold up the game? <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> we'll find out. There's just things you just things you need to know. I don't know. So, anyhow... All right, let's get over to the market jam stalling. It wasn't another good day in the corn trade. Just can't get any momentum. We were uh, kind of all over the board as far as a half cent up, half cent down, unchanged on the day, and it ended up just about unchanged, basically. New crop contracts were firmer at the close, leaving the March-December spread at 35 cents. USDA flashed 155,000 metric ton corn sale to Mexico uh, yesterday morning, weekly inspections data showed 624.3 million metric ton of, uh, or 624.3 thousand metric ton of corn exported during the week that ended the 1st of February. That was down 33% from the prior week, but was 26% above the same week last year. Mexico was the top destination. Government reported that the Ukraine uh, sea exports out of Odessa port at over 20 million metric tons since August, including 14.3 million metric ton of grain. January's grain shipment out of Odessa reached 6.3 million metric ton, which was reportedly on par with the pre-war levels. So things are getting back a little bit towards uh, normal. March corn closed at 442. That was unchanged. May at 453 down. A quarter cent a bushel. Overall, on the overnight trade, it's quiet again, but March is up a half, 4.43. May's up one and a quarter at 4.54. September corn at 4.70, up one and three quarters. And December trade at 4.79, up two cents a bushel. 
over on the soybean trade as we started into the week. The futures ended stronger on the day, five to seven cents in some areas, but as much as five to seven cents uh, lower in others. Soy meal futures closed with a two forty to four thirty gain. Soy oil futures closed today, forty six to sixty points higher on the day. Analysts are expecting the USDA to raise soybean carryout by four point six million bushels. Uh, the full range of estimates is to see between 245 million bushel and 310 million bushel in Thursday's report. Uh, StatsCan data also shows Canadian soybean and canola stocks on February the 8th. As of uh, December the 31st, traders are looking for canola to come in between 12.5 million metric ton and 13.9. And that would be a loser by a firm of more than 12.7 million metric ton inventory in December. So, uh, Numbers are expecting this carryout number, and that is not going to help the market. March beans closed at eleven ninety six, up seven. May at twelve oh four, up six and a quarter. Over on the overnight trade, there too, it's quiet in the and higher in the nearby, lower in the new crop. March is trading at eleven ninety seven. That's up a penny. May at twelve oh six, up one and a quarter. November's at eleven seventy five, down a penny. And January at eleven eighty four, down two. And a half cents a bushel. Overall in the wheat trade, yeah, we were nine cents lower in uh, pretty well right down the board yesterday with March to closing out at 590. July new crop at 603. Um, that uh, able to hold on to the $6 mark just by a couple of cents, down nine and three quarters. In December of 24 at 628, down nine and a half cents a bushel. Over on the overnight, March is a half cent higher at 590. Was at 594 at one point. July at 603. That's even on the session. Was down to 601. Uh, man, we don't want to break that $6 mark because it's just kind of that resistance at that number right now. December is at 628. And that's even on the overnight session. 522 on this Tuesday morning, 6th of February. We'll take a quick break. Come back, take a look at the livestock and the forecast for the rest of the week right after this. Here's our story. Tony and Denise, brother and sister team, born and raised in good old St. Louis, started in 2009. More like 1959. Started our business in 2009 with the idea of buying in bulk in order to save you money. Our sales staff will educate you on products and features that are most important to you. We can offer top brands like GE at the lowest price every day. Come by and visit any of our four showrooms or shop us online at theappliancediscounter.com where... Our savings are your savings. Basement with a Y. That's basement E. It's basement T. Basement E. It's basement T. Oh, basement T. Basement T. I get it. That's the basement waterproofing and foundation repair experts at Woods Basement Systems. Right. The all things basement T experts at Woods Basement Systems will provide you a free estimate and dry out that wet basement and fix that cracked foundation. Call 800 388 9326 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com. That's woodsbasementsystems.com. What makes SWIC your first choice? Is it our affordable tuition, convenient locations, and online classes? or the advanced training options in technical education, health science, and more. Whatever it is, Southwestern Illinois College can train you for an exciting career or help you prepare for a university. Visit swic.edu and take a tour today. Hey, business owners. Are you stressed out over the daunting task of preparing your W-2s, 1099s, and tax returns? Hi, I'm Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor at Capital Advisory Group and the author of the number one best-selling book on taxes, Keep What's Yours. To start the new year right, I'd like to offer you a free tax analysis, so stop stressing. Give us a call at 636-394-5524, or you can visit us on the web at capitaladvisorygrp.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 524 on this uh, Tuesday morning. i uh, love to hear from the listeners, 84126. Uh, Zach, getting a couple texts about the national anthem that Marley, what did you say, Marley Matlin? Marley with, Martin? Matlin, Martin was with, uh, was with Garth Brooks that year. Well, they say that she's a deaf actress and she signed the anthem. That makes while, sense. While Garth was singing it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they used to use uh, use up with people group Michael Jackson as the last entertainment paid for the anthem or the halftime show. 
Now entertainers pay to be the halftime show. So that happens when you get 100 million people watching you at one time, I guess. You must have to buy your way mm-hmm. in. Uh-huh. There you go. And somebody asked real quick here, uh, you start your broadcast day where we play uh, uh, God Bless America. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a legal thing? No, that's just something the station has opted to do uh, many years ago. And uh, so we throw it in there every morning as we start our day. So there you go. People have questions. They want to know. And we are we are here to tell them. So there you go. Uh, let's run back over to the market real quick here, taking a look at what happened in the uh, uh, cattle trade. As the cattle uh, traders are trying to decide what to do coming off of the report last week, we saw some big gains. Well, they adjusted it a little bit yesterday, and we took a little of it back. We were 82 to 140 lower when it was all said and done. USDA current confirms from cash trade at the end of last week at 173 to 178. That was $3 higher. With most of it at the 178, not much action yesterday. Wholesale box beef prices firmed on Monday with a 40-cent increase for the choice and a 30-cent increase for selects. Cattle numbers on Monday listed at 125,000. Uh, that is about the same as, or a little uh, more than the same week last year at 118.5. So uh, keeping numbers pretty much intact. February cattle closed at 179.72, down 82. April cattle at 182.35, down 140. June cattle at 180.47, down 130 as well. And the March feeders closed at 242.75, down 205. Over in the pork complex, yeah, we were triple digit down there. Uh, as much as a dollar sixty-two, as a matter of fact, cutout value fell eighty cents to eighty-seven sixty. USDA reported the numbers at four hundred and ninety thousand on Monday. That compares to four ninety-two, the same of last week, and was up from four seventy-eight the same week last year. February hogs at seventy-four forty, down one hundred five. April at eighty-two twenty, down one sixty-two. And the February pork cutouts at eighty-six fifteen. Down a dollar and a dime. 527 on this Tuesday morning. Time to head over to the weather desk. Zach, it sounds like some warmer weather heading our way. What do you got? It's 32 degrees outside right now. Sunny today. High of 55 degrees. Partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 36. Partly sunny on Wednesday with a high of 59 degrees. Mostly cloudy Wednesday night with a low of 46 Windy and mostly cloudy on Thursday to start the day. Chance of showers moving Late Thursday afternoon into Thursday night. High of 62 degrees throughout the day on Thursday with a low of just 51 on Thursday night. Chance of showers overnight Thursday into Friday morning. It will be sunny by Friday with a high of 67 degrees and plenty of sun throughout the day on Friday. Mostly clear overnight on Friday night into Saturday with a low of 41. Sunny on Saturday as well with a high of 55 degrees. Mostly cloudy Saturday night with a low of 38. Chance of showers throughout the day on Sunday. Mostly cloudy with a high of 50. Chance of rain Sunday night as well into early Monday morning with a low of 35 on Sunday night. And from next Monday, partly sunny with a high of 46. That's latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. What did you say? 60-something Friday? 67 on Friday. 62, yeah. I mean, mid-50s, 60 Wednesday, yeah. 62 Thursday, 67 on Friday. I got a 10 days as far as I go out. But, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, next week, it looks like, late next week, it looks like it's cooling back down a little bit. Yeah, it looks like we go back into the 30s once or twice for the high. So it's oh, going to cool off hurt. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that'll hurt. I'm currently showing uh, 29 degrees here in rural Belleville. The winds are coming in out of the southwest at one mile an hour. That'll be bringing that warm air in slowly this morning. Visibility is at 9 miles. Sun up at 7.02 and sundown this afternoon at 5.28. We'll take a quick break for the news. We'll check in with our Illinois Farm Bureau report with Rita Frazier all coming up here on the Big 550 KTRS. We'll be right back. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're here for all of life's wins. Like when you get a new car or a new boat or a new driver, or when your son moves out but your mom moves in or you find out you're expecting again, or when one rental property turns into two, then 20, or you realize they're all in tornado. Life is full of life events, so call your Missouri Farm Bureau insurance agent or visit mofbinsurance.com to find an agent near you. 
and we'll make sure you have the right coverage for each of life's wins. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and music director Stefan Denev for Carmina Burana. This epic work delivers goosebumps with its songs of joy, love, and celebration. Experience Stefan's Trilogy of Fate, featuring evocative music by Arvo Pert, Lara Auerbach, and Richard Wagner. February 17th and 18th at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. KTRS St. Louis. We are Mizzou. ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. The Senate's bipartisan deal to boost border security has the endorsement of the Border Patrol Union, and the Border Patrol Commissioner says it gives them the strongest set of tools in decades. It appears, however, the deal won't get even a vote in the House of Representatives. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer imploring his colleagues in the other party to ignore calls to kill their hard-fought immigration deal. Whether or not senators can drown out the outside noise, drown out people like Donald Trump who want chaos and do the right thing. The Senate's Republican leader urging his party to do the same, even as House Republicans say they will kill the deal. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. The rain's still coming down in Southern California. Three people have died so far in the storms. The worry remains that mudslides still pose a significant threat. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak in regular contact with King Charles says he's thinking about the king following Monday's cancer diagnosis. This is ABC News. Thirty-two degrees outside at 531. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. A man is facing life behind bars for a 2020 quadruple shooting at a Jennings apartment complex that claimed the lives of his girlfriend and her daughter. That sentence was handed down yesterday to Joseph Jones in the death of 40-year-old Bernadetta Cooper and 6-year-old Dorian Bryan, along with the shooting of two others of Cooper's children who survived. Jones's trial was supposed to begin yesterday, but instead he pleaded guilty to all charges. Two people are dead and another was injured after a shooting near a South County apartment complex. Police say the three male victims were gunned down yesterday afternoon along the 5600 block of Chalet Hill Drive. Two of the victims, an adult male and another male in his late teens, died of their injuries. One of the victims died at the scene and another died at the hospital. There's no word on the condition of the surviving victim. Police haven't released any information on a motive or of any arrests. The federal wire fraud and money laundering trial against William Sam McCann was delayed Monday after court officials learned that the former Illinois state senator was hospitalized over the weekend. McCann, who waged a third-party campaign for governor in 2018, faces seven counts of wire fraud and single count of money laundering and tax evasion for allegedly converting hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign contributions to personal use. He was scheduled to stand trial Monday morning in U.S. District Court. McCann representing himself, but has a so-called standby attorney, Jason Vincent of Springfield. McCann representing himself, but U.S. District Judge Colleen Lawless that McCann's wife Vicky is reported driving Sam McCann to a hospital in St. Louis on Saturday after he became ill, then passed out. The Illinois Department of Juvenile Justice is to host job screenings later this week. Details from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. The Illinois Department of Juvenile Justice will host employment screening events for its juvenile justice specialist intern positions. The positions are full-time, year-round shift work positions. There are job openings at several locations around the state, including Grafton. The position has a starting salary $54,648. Interested applicants must attend an upcoming required screening event to be considered. Those screening dates and locations can be found at idjj.illinois.gov slash careers. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. The clock is ticking away to register to attend the Grow Native Native by Design Landscape Challenges and Native Plant Solutions Workshop at Lewis and Clark Community College in Edwardsville. Those who want to attend must register by February 9th. The workshop will include featured speakers that will explore how native plants can be used to address a myriad of landscape challenges. It's planned for February 23rd from 7.30 in the morning until noon. Registration is available online at grownative.org. 
It's 32 degrees outside at 535. I'm Zach Bining, KTRS News. Welcome 2024. It's January, and that means it's time to begin preparing your tax documentation. As a business owner, that means closing the books on 2023 and getting those W-2s and 1099s prepared to mail by the end of the month. As daunting as that may sound, it doesn't have to be. Hi, I'm Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor at Capital Advisory Group and the author of the number one best-selling book on taxes, Keep What's Yours. Since 1976, our company has helped thousands of area businesses get their financial plans in order, reduce their tax liability, and stop overpaying their federal and state income taxes. If you are not taking full advantage of the tax law and you feel like you're paying more than your fair share in taxes, then let us help you plan for 2024 and beyond with a free tax analysis. To learn more, give us a call at 636-394-5524 or you can visit us on the web at capitaladvisorygrp.com. Nestled in the heart of the Hill neighborhood is the Hill Cigar Company. Stop on in. See the selection of cigars the Hill Cigar Company has to offer. While you're in the store, check out their cigar lounge in the back. Whether you're new to cigars or an aficionado, the Hill Cigar Company is the perfect shop for you. The Hill Cigar Company at 5360 Southwest Avenue. Give them a call at 314-776-4455. A cigar for every connoisseur. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 536, we'll have that Illinois Farm Bureau report coming up in just a little bit. But first, Zach, folks are getting ready to head out the door. They might need a little heavier jacket this morning. Yeah, it's 32 degrees outside right now. Sunny today, high of 55 degrees by the afternoon. Partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 36. Partly sunny on Wednesday with a high of 59 degrees. Mostly cloudy by Wednesday night with a low of 46. Windy and mostly cloudy to start the day on Thursday, 62 degrees the high. Chance of rain starts late Thursday afternoon and continues overnight Thursday into Friday. Low of 51 degrees on Thursday night. It will be sunny again by Friday with a high of 67 degrees, mostly clear Friday night with a low of 41. And for the weekend, Saturday, sunny with a high of 55 Slight chance of showers start Saturday night and continue throughout the day on Sunday. Mostly cloudy throughout the day on Sunday with a high of 50. And on Monday, partly sunny with a high of 46. That's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, thanks, Zach. I'm showing 29 degrees here in rural Belleville. Sun up at 702, sun down at 528. That humidity is at 82. Dew points down to 26. And the visibility is at 10 miles as we get started this morning. Well, Zach, you know, if you've been over the Mississippi River lately, you've noticed that it filled up. It's at like plus nine feet yeah, it's, now. Yeah, it looks a lot better than what it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they say it's going to fall off. It's going to run out pretty quick. Now, we're not going to get back to those lower levels that we were, you know, at a month ago. Mm-hmm. But they say we could lose four feet of water in the next week or two. It's just amazing how that thing can go up and down uh, the way that it does. But the numbers are out for the Missouri River. Things aren't as good on the Missouri River. Yeah, they've uh, updated their numbers. Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, uh, continues to be below average. January runoff in the Missouri River Basin above Sioux City was 0.4 million acre feet, 56% of average. So they just got a little over half of what they normally get. Runoff was well below average due to much below normal temperatures. Uh, over the whole Missouri River Basin and below normal precipitation over most of the upper basin. John Remus of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers says the runoff into the reserve system was well below the average for January, adding this fact in conjunction with the below-average plains and mountain snowpack indicates a below-normal runoff for the basin. The 2024 calendar year runoff forecast above Sioux City is 18.8 million acre-feet. Now, very few people understand what that means, and I'm one of them, but how they measure the water, that's 73% of average. So they're well below average. Conserve water in the system. Releases from Gavin's Point Dam are scheduled to be 13,000 cubic feet per second this winter while still serving the needs of the municipal, industrial, and power plant water intakes along the lower river. So 
What it just basically tells us is they're below normal and they're going to cut back on that water, but they're going to try and keep enough water running to maintain the uh, the uh, requirements downriver, like the power plants and water intakes along the lower river. So we'll keep an eye on that as we move a little deeper into the winter. USDA Outlook Board experts are getting ready to release their new forecast for crop supplies, exports, and prices. Gary Crawford with the U.S. Department of Agriculture files the report on where we go from here. USDA's Outlook Board analysts are getting ready to produce this Thursday's new round of monthly crop supply and demand forecasts. But unlike last month, when analysts had new revised estimates for all the major U.S. crops to work with. This month, we, you know, we're not getting anything new regarding domestic supplies. So USDA Outlook Board Chairman Mark Chekanowski says analysts will be focusing on two things. One, production prospects for competing crops in South America, and two, on the market situation for this past season's U.S. crops. U.S. farmers are marketing the crops that they harvested this past fall, so we're looking at the uh, export pace for all of these commodities and um, trying to piece together what that means for our total volume of exports for the marketing year. USDA will have forecasts for exports, domestic use, and prices. All of this coming out this Thursday, noon Eastern Time. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. So the traders will be jockeying for position to make sure they're in the right spot going into that report. And yeah, what is it going to tell us about those South America crops? That's the one right now that will impact our market, especially as we're heading into spring planning. 541, we'll take a real quick break. We'll come back with this week's Illinois Farm Bureau report with Rita Frazier right after this. Are you living with joint pain? Living with chronic or severe hip or knee pain should not mean giving up the things you love. Pain from arthritis and joint degeneration can be constant or come and go. It's common for patients to try medication and other conservative treatments to treat their knee or hip pain. If you haven't experienced adequate relief with those treatment options, you may be a candidate for a Mako Smart Robotics partial or total knee or hip replacement, which may provide you with relief from your joint pain. Signature Orthopedics Dr. Christopher Palmer specializes in robotic hip and knee replacements using a minimally invasive technology to provide patients with relief from arthritis and joint pain. Less invasive means less painful and faster recovery times. Learn more at drpalmerortho.com. You don't have to live with joint pain. Go to drpalmerortho.com to learn more and schedule your appointment and get back to the things you love. Where is a great time to work on your trees? Hi, I'm Steve with River City Tree Service, your go-to tree service since 2008. Whether you want to trim your trees, need some deadwooding, or you want a tree removed in the stump ground, choose the ISA Certified Arborist at River City Tree Service in Baldwin. Right now, we're offering a winter special that will save you a lot of money. Call 314-270-8071. That's 314-270-8071. River City Tree Service. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly to help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. What makes SWIC your first choice? Is it our affordable tuition, convenient locations, and online classes? Or the advanced training options in technical education, health science, and more? Whatever it is, Southwestern Illinois College can train you for an exciting career or help you prepare for a university. Visit swic.edu and take a tour today. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Hello from the Illinois Farm Bureau in Bloomington. I'm Rita Frazier with the RFD Radio Network. Brian Duncan is the president of the Illinois Farm Bureau, representing Illinois at the American Farm Bureau Federation annual meeting in Salt Lake City. Duncan talked about the issues debated at the national level and those that were important to Illinois. Big issues for us were labor, 
that we keep talking about, the GREET model, that being adopted by AFBF as a model for carbon scoring, huge win for biofuels. Some of the work that was done around foreign ownership, you know, that's a hot issue for our delegates. AFBF decided to empower the Committee for Investment in the U.S. That's the group that's in charge of overseeing foreign ownership, documenting it, tracking it, to empower them to review and to continue to monitor this and, and report accurate data. Again, I think is having accurate data is key when we make any decisions. And then I've got to give a shout out to our young leaders. The young leader loan provision, all those provisions were adopted by AFBF. I'm just so proud of our young leaders, and they actually came up with a policy, grassroots at work, and it is now an AFBF policy about USDA loan programs and how to make them more functional for our young farmers, and big win for us. And then our food access, food production, all of that, all of that got adopted by the delegates here at AFBF. So a huge win. And then shoot, some ongoing priorities for us were adopted in the 700 resolutions. 700 submittal is a little bit different than, than a policy. It is a priority. It says to the board, that make the AFBF board, this becomes a priority. It's very similar to the recommendation to the board process we have in Illinois. But we saw 700 submittals, first of all, around Prop 12 to tell AFBF to get moving on a solution to Prop 12. And then a 700 submittal by Ohio that we, we work with them quite a bit on, on all the renewable energy issues and their impact on rural America from baseload generation to cost of energy to siting issues and all of the issues around it uh, called AFBF to do a real deep dive on this. Again, before we make decisions, we need to have information and facts and data, and this will be key as we move forward as an organization. Ag labor and trade. Labor is a huge issue across the country. Um, we spent a lot of time on it in the resolutions process at AFBF in December. And there are a lot of solutions that people want to bring to the table, and labor pretty soon becomes entangled with immigration. Policy matters. Okay, let's start with there. Let's say policy, policy matters, and our policy at AFBF has been pretty rigid around a lot of these issues and has at times prevented us from supporting some immigration reform, for, from even being allowed in the discussion or the negotiations that are going on in Capitol Hill. What the, what the delegates did today is broaden our language to allow the AFBF board to be accepting of some concepts, visa caps for one. Didn't set a number, but just said we're open to that discussion. That's kept us out of the room before. Now we can be in the room to talk about that. And Again, we stressed the two priorities that, that we've identified already, freezing, freezing of the H-2A wage rates and rolling back of the adverse wage rate methodology that went into place uh, in March of 2023. So what went on today is the delegates really emphasized and I think streamlined our labor policy and hopefully positioned this organization uh, better to, to do good work on behalf of our members around this issue. Duncan talked about the policy debate at the national level and how this year compared to 23. I think this year was markedly different in my mind than last year. I think the Resolutions Committee, this year in December, the AFBF Resolutions Committee, spent about a day and a half total talking about policy and working through it and, and brought, I think for the most part, pretty good policy to the floor. And I think you saw that as we worked through it. As I know several state presidents and I were commenting at the end, boy, this was so much better than last year. Again, doing the hard work up front makes a difference when it comes to being on the delegate floor, and I think that showed today at AFBF. Brian Duncan, Ogle County Farmer, President of the Illinois Farm Bureau. Here's what Illinois farmer John Griffel has to say about FarmWeekNow.com. Well, it gives you a whole wealth of data. You can go through and look at your markets in your local areas. You can look at the weather for your area. The wealth of information on there is pretty exceptional. I look mainly for ease of use, and it's very easy to use. It's very straightforward, very understandable. I have three minutes while the feeder's rolling. I can look and look through those options and just keep up to date with a couple minutes a day. FarmWeekNow.com. All ag, all Illinois, all you need. As always, great job. Thanks, Rita, for that update. 549. Uh, let's see. Do we want to do Wall Street or do we want to do weather, Zach? What do you think? Which one should we do? Let's do weather first. And that's brought to you by the farm. Our friends over at the Farm Family Resource Initiative. What do you got? 31 degrees outside right now. Sunny today. High of 55 degrees. 
Partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 36. Partly sunny on Wednesday, high of 59. Mostly cloudy by Wednesday night with a low of 46. Clouds continue throughout the day on Thursday. It will be windy on Thursday as well, but 62 degrees the high throughout the day on Thursday. Then chance of rain starts late Thursday afternoon into Thursday night. Chance of rain overnight Thursday into Friday with a low of 51 degrees, but the sun comes back out on Friday Sunny and windy, high of 67 degrees on Friday, mostly clear overnight. Friday night with a low of 41. And for the weekend, Saturday, sunny with a high of 55. And a low of 38 on Saturday night. Slight chance of some showers throughout the day on Sunday now as well. Will be mostly cloudy throughout the day with a high of 50. And on Monday, slight chance of rain. Slight chance of showers to start your day on Monday. It will be partly sunny by the afternoon and a high of 46. That's latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Bining with the Big 550 KTRS. I'm showing 29 here in rural Belleville. The winds are coming in out of the southwest at one mile an hour. That's going to slowly push a little of that warm air in. Visibility is at 10 miles this morning. Sun up at 7.02 and sundown this afternoon at 528 well it's hard to believe the planting season just around the corner and guys are getting equipment ready to go and kind of getting the seed bought and getting your fertilizer booked and getting ready and boy if you're just feeling overwhelmed you're sitting at the breakfast table going wonder i don't know if you can get through another season i don't know if i can do it another day and you're feeling hopeless well there is help and it is there for you if you're a farmer or farm family member in need of some support to get you through the day Yeah, you'll receive confidential support from experts who understand the pressures of grain and livestock farming. You can call the experts. You can text the experts as well. 833-FARM-SOS. That's 833-FARM-SOS. 833-327-6767. Everybody needs someone to talk to from time to time. And as I said, if you're a farmer or a farm family member in need of that support, call the helpline today, 833-FARM-SOS. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. Need to hire quality candidates fast? You need Indeed. Our video interview tool makes it easy and effortless to meet with candidates. Visit Indeed.com credit. Are you living with joint pain? Living with chronic or severe hip or knee pain should not mean giving up the things you love. Pain from arthritis and joint degeneration can be constant or come and go. It's common for patients to try medication and other conservative treatments to treat their knee or hip pain. If you haven't experienced adequate relief with those treatment options, you may be a candidate for a Mako Smart Robotics partial or total knee or hip replacement, which may provide you with relief from your joint pain. Signature Orthopedics Dr. Christopher Palmer specializes in robotic hip and knee replacements using a minimally invasive technology to provide patients with relief from arthritis and joint pain. Less invasive means less painful and faster recovery times. Learn more at drpalmerortho.com. You don't have to live with joint pain. Go to drpalmerortho.com to learn more and schedule your appointment and get back to the things you love. Nestled in the heart of the Hill neighborhood is the Hill Cigar Company. Stop on in. See the selection of cigars the Hill Cigar Company has to offer. While you're in the store, check out their cigar lounge in the back. Whether you're new to cigars or an aficionado, the Hill Cigar Company is the perfect shop for you. The Hill Cigar Company at 5360 Southwest Avenue. Give them a call at 314-776-4455. A cigar for every connoisseur. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says we're still likely to see three interest rate cuts this year. Banks are now gearing up for what they think will be a jump in demand for loans. That's according to a new Federal Reserve survey that found demand started to tick up late last year. Overnight futures pointing to a mixed open on Wall Street. At Monday's close, the Dow was down 0.7%. The S&P dropped by 0.3%. The Nasdaq was two-tenths of a percentage point lower. The world's largest manufacturer of cars and trucks, Toyota, saw net profits go up by 87% in the last quarter of 2023 compared to the same time the year prior. The shortage of computer chips for cars also eased. That allowed the company to set a sales record last year as more were able to roll off the line. And chicken and beef giant Tyson beat expectations but still saw a drop in income of more than 9% in the last quarter. High beef prices, part of the reason why. 
Brian Clark, ABC News. And looks like the market in the overnight trade. Let's see what they're doing. Refresh this thing and see what they're doing overnight as they're trying to decide where they want to go with this market after the big numbers down yesterday. You know, it was it was a tough day on the markets midday yesterday. They really had over 400 lower uh, midday. We're coming in about 58 lower in the overnight trade. So it looks like we're starting with a kind of a bad attitude again this morning. We'll take our final break. We'll be back to wrap it up. Okay. Well, that's fine. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey talks a little bit about uh, how far below the normal snowpack accumulation in the Sierra Nevada mountains and the potential impact on California water supplies. We were talking about the Missouri River. Well, they got issues out west as well. The biggest concern would be California because of its agricultural importance and population centers in California. They depend on a lot more water than some of the other areas of the west. And we have, as of the end of January, snowpack in the Sierra Nevada, just about half of normal for this time of year. The snow accumulation, according to the California Department of Water Resources, just over eight inches at the end of January. We'd like to see at least twice that at this point in the season. Now, the storminess that's occurring now here in early February certainly will help this situation, and there's more storminess on the way for the first half of February, so perhaps we can turn the corner on this dryness that has developed from the Sierra Nevada into parts of Arizona, but in the beginning of February, we still have some snowpack and precipitation concerns in that area of California and the southwest. Zach, Southern California, I don't believe is worried about any water right now. <sighs> Man, they're taking a, they're taking a beating out there, and yes, it's supposed to rain. What all all rain? I think it's supposed to rain all day. They said today. I don't know. So, anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. Hey, we're coming up on the top of the hour, taking a quick look at what's going on in the overnight trade. Carn's coming in about a. Uh, we're just going to call it about a penny higher, right down the board, with March trading at four forty three. May's at four fifty four, up one and a quarter. September's at four seventy, that's up one and a half. December trading up two. At four seventy nine, over on the soybean trade, uh, we're about a penny higher there as well. With the March trading at eleven ninety seven, that's up one. May's at twelve oh six, up one and a quarter. November new co- crop at eleven seventy five, that's down a penny. January new crop at eleven eighty four, down two and a half cents. We trades about even with July at six dollars and three cents. Off of a high of 606. That music means it's time to get out of here. McGraw's in the wings. He's getting ready to go. We'll keep an eye on the markets, as always. Have updates at 10 and 12. And with any luck at all, we'll all be back together tomorrow morning at 5. Have a great Tuesday. With Apple's expensive augmented reality headset now in stores, You have two questions. The first and obvious, will you buy one? The second is, if you buy one, where will you wear it? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. Don't laugh. Exactly where do you wear an Apple Vision Pro headset? There are already photos and videos of people on social having a dinner party, crossing the street, riding mass transit, wearing Vision Pros. Some guy in Palo Alto was pulled over and ticketed for driving a Tesla while wearing one of these things. As for me, I can see them in the office along with gamers and designers. I can even see me watching a great 4K movie with a Vision Pro on. But as for going out, there's no way. It's just a matter of time before you're going to get mugged. And besides, you simply cannot wear these things in public without looking like a complete weirdo. Join over a half a million folks who get my free newsletter. Sign up now at GetKim.com.